Clarence and I went out one evening to a local club, a friend of his. And I was watching the band, and the next thing I see, Clarence is at the front door, and there's a scuffle going on. And we go up, and, and uh, Clarence has got a couple of guys pinned down, and the owner has got a, a guy pinned down, and everybody breaks apart. And the owner obviously throws them out on the way out. One of the guys says the N-word, you know? Um, it was funny, you know, Clarence, he had been around. He was a pretty worldly guy, but he disappears. And I go out in the parking lot looking for him because I, I don't know where these other guys have gone. I don't know where he might have gone. And he was just standing on near the hood of a car, just... And he looked at me, I remember he always said, Brucey, why did they say that? I play football with those guys every Sunday. Same people. So, why did they say that? And rather than saying, you know, well, they're assholes. Or, 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 I just said, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. You know, Where does it come from? Yeah. And, and 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 why why would you pull that out? Because the same thing happened yeah. to me. Listen, when I was in school, I had a friend. We played basketball together, and one time we got in a fight, and he called me a coon. Mm. Now, first of all, ain't no coons in Hawaii, <laughs> right? So, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where he might not even know what a coon. Was. What he knew was I can hurt you yeah. by saying this. And I remember I popped him in the face and broke his nose. And we were in the locker room. Well done. And suddenly blood's <laughs> pouring down. And it was just reactive. I just, yeah. I said, what? And I popped him. And he said, why'd you do that? <laughs> and I explained to him, I said, don't you ever call me something like that. But the point is that what it comes down to is an assertion of status over the other. Right. The claim is made that no matter what I am, right. I, I may be poor, I may be ignorant, I may be mean, I may be ugly, I may not like myself, I may be unhappy, but you know what I'm not? Yeah. I'm not you. And that basic psychology that then gets institutionalized is used to justify dehumanizing somebody, taking advantage of them, cheating them, stealing from them, killing them, raping them, whatever it is. At the end of the day, really comes down to that. And in some cases, it's, it's as simple as you know, I'm scared I'm insignificant and not important. And I, this thing is the thing that's gonna give me some importance. When I first saw you, you sort of spoke to a broad sense of American hopefulness. And there was something in Clarence's presence 
of that quality. And it's what made our band so powerful when we came to your town at night. We addressed all these issues. We didn't speak necessarily directly about them. But you're but telling there was stories something, that... Yeah. And that partnership was... It was just real. You know, I was at his bedside when he took his last breath and he was such a strong figure for me. Um, but... Um, you miss him. Yeah, yeah. Of, they of, loved of him. course. See, it was you know, 45 years of your life, you don't... You know, you don't... Uh, it's never something that comes again, you know. It, it, 45 years. And the only thing we never kidded ourselves about was that race didn't matter. We lived together. We traveled throughout the United States. And... We were probably as close as two people could be. Yet at the same time, I always had to recognize there was a part of Clarence that I wasn't ever really gonna exactly know. And uh, it was a relationship unlike any other that I've ever had in my ever had in my life. <laughs> 